Our scripture we started out with will be 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. That is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And, and this is how it starts. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. First, it is God that gives the scriptures. Then it says, and is profitable. It benefits all that hear and receive the scriptures of God. They are given for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Before we go on, let's look at Romans 15 and 4, because this is what it says. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. This includes the Old Testament as well as the New. Second Peter 1 verse 20 and 21 said, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Man is not the giver of the scriptures, nor is he the interpreter of the scriptures. All is given by God to holy men who are moved by the Holy Spirit. And this is why back in 2 Timothy 3.17, we say that we may, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. If you are a born again Christian and do not believe all scriptures is given by God, how can you believe anything about God? We cannot pick and choose what we want to believe or pick and choose what works for us only. And we cannot pick and choose what is good for someone else. If I do not believe all of them, how can I believe any of them? If that is the case, as Paul said, our faith is vain and we are most miserable. The scriptures are given for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Let us understand, doctrine is teaching. Reproof is sharp reprimand. Correct is to show what you are doing wrong. Instruction is something you're learning. As God's children, the word of God can do all of this without physical pain applied to your body. We all need teaching. We all need to be taught. Sometimes we need to be corrected. And sometimes it has been necessary to be reprimanded by the word. But we all survived. Mm -hmm. These are the things we do as parents for our children. Why? Because we love them and want the best for them. We teach them. We instruct them. We correct them and sometimes we reprimand them. 
So why wouldn't God do the same for those he loves? In Revelations, Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, let me stop for a moment and read this. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 5, 13 through 16. And this is what it says. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. God is not going there. It is the choice of those that do not repent that are going. This is not to scare anyone, but to make you aware of what is and what is not real. And the mean man shall be brought down and the mighty man shall be humbled and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. God ain't going there. It was made for the falling angels and it was enlarged for those who do not believe those that reject him and for the wicked that won't obey him. In first Peter, it says Jesus even went back and preached to the spirits in prison who died before he came, who deserved salvation. Who they were could only be decided by Father God. Hebrews 12, 6 to 9 said, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges even and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chaseth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subject unto the father of spirits and live? People who let their children run and do as they please, who are not taught right or wrong, who are not instructed, who are not corrected or reproved, you can find most of them in your local prisons or they are on their way or read their names on headstones in the graveyard. You don't allow a child to do as they please and think all they need is a time out. My mama didn't play that. God is love. But as his children, you don't just do as you please and think you are going to walk into his kingdom. Let's just look at this for a moment. Again, doctrine means teaching. Teaching is needed so we won't be ignorant. Ignorance can get you killed. For example, if you jump in swimming pool and can't swim, the ignorance will cause you to drown. Teaching removes ignorance if applied. Obeying instructions avoids correction. Following directions stops reproof. Mm -hmm. There are enough teachings 
already that come from man. These teachings are totally against the doctrine of Christ. We need God's teaching so we will not be swayed by every wind of doctrine by man. You find authors and writers teaching about God and don't know God. If you listen long enough, they contradict and prove themselves wrong by not knowing what the Bible says. If God does not exist and his word is wrong, why does man have you swear on it in court? Why does our currency say in God we trust? Because of man teaching and confusion, God's people are being led astray. God's children are listening to too many voices. They are making the wrong choices and they are losing sight of what God is saying. Let's look at Ephesians chapter four, starting at verse 11. And let us understand, God gave us these vessels so we would know the truth, walk in the truth and allow our life to shine as the truth. Verse 11 says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Each one of these have a different responsibility. Through them, we are given instruction that will keep us on the right path. God even told Jeremiah to tell the people, I will give you pastors according to my heart that would feed you with knowledge and understanding. They are given according to God's heart, not man's heart. But how can a man tell you who God is or what he said if they do not know or believe him themselves? This fivefold ministry are the people who were chosen and given to us. The holy men that were spoken of in Peter, these are the ones we're talking about. Verse 12 says, for the perfecting of the saints. Perfect means to be mature. For the work of the ministry, work means doing something. For the edifying of the body of Christ, edify means to encourage. We are given these ministries to become mature and to have the ability to minister as we are called. Also, so we can encourage others in the process. We are learning. We are growing in Christ. This next verse tells us how long all this is needed. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. We're united, but we still need some uniting. We believe, but we still have room for more faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. We believe Jesus is the Son, and we give him honor. But there are some fellowships struggling with this. The Bible says upon this revelation, the church is built. We are the church. It says unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God has given us this fivefold ministry until we become a perfect man and until the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, we will be in school learning about Jesus and God's word and learning what we should and must do 
by encouraging, teaching, and lifting him up until he comes back. Then it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Because of the things man is teaching, God's people are being tossed. Many don't know what to believe. And they are beginning to drink the Kool-Aid of man's doctrine. Then it says, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, every teaching that comes along, there are some who follow and become weak. The ones who do not sit at his feet get weak. The ones who forsake themselves from the assembly begin to become weak as well. It also says by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The enemy is waiting for the chance to sway you. When you walk away, when you fall out with saints, when you argue and get uptight, you are opening up a door for the enemy to enter in. Just think about this. If a stranger gives a child candy or something they like, they can steer them away. They can take them where they want them to go. The world is trying to feed your flesh candy, smooth words, enticing comments, and bad statements. They are trying to steer you from the truth. They are trying to make you disbelieve the Bible. The world would rather you believe there is no God. And if there is no God, it means he didn't send Jesus. Foundations are still being tossed to and fro today. They are still straying away from God, not knowing what to believe. I believe all of us know someone who has strayed. Just think about this right now. The world and many Christians are more geared up and ready for Christmas, Christmas lights, Christmas trees and decorations, Santa Claus and presents. They are more concerned with these things right now than the birth of Christ. Many have forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. The true meaning is the birth of Christ. The gift is Jesus being given to us. But people refuse to open the gift and receive the presence of eternal life. We have become tossed by the teachings of man. These teachings come from opinions, philosophies, and traditions. Things that have been handed down that do not come from the word of God. It is by these things men lie in wait to deceive. But for those who are given the word of truth. It says, but speak the truth in verse 15 in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head of even Christ. What is important is when sharing the truth, we must do it with love and in love. This is how we can grow. This is how we can do. This is how we are to be encouraged in love. The truth must be spoken by what is written. The person speaking it must believe it in order for the person receiving it to believe it. When you experience something great, you want others to experience it too. But you must be convinced and believe it yourself. Now look at verse 16. From whom the world 
with whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Again, verse 16 says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. If there is a stake, for example, in front of me, my eyes see it and my nose smells it. If my hands do not cut it and put it in my mouth, I will not taste it and I will starve. We are here to supply one to another. We are fitly joint together. Fitly, not loosely. Fitly means properly sized or suitable. So we are properly sized together in Christ. We are where we should be. We are not out of place. Being where we should be, we can supply the rest of the body with what is needed and the body can share with others what they need. Every part will get what is needed that we may all come into the unity and not be tossed to and fro. We are joined together in Christ so no man or nothing can separate us from the love of God or his truth. Verse 17 says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. We need to stay out of the affairs of the world. Don't do as you see the world do. Just because the world gets road rage doesn't mean you have to. Also be mindful and careful of other books you read. If you are not careful, they can lead you away from God rather than draw you to God. Other voices can be heard through other books. Let me close with these last two verses in Psalms 119. Verse 155 and 160. 155 says, Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Verse 160 says, Thy word is true from the beginning. Every one of the righteous judgments endureth forever. God is keeping us from the wrath that is to come on the wicked and the children of disobedience. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.